Yes, that's right. Talking with T-Bird is back again. And today we'll be hearing from the general, Rob DeCanio. Back when they used to have a ton of Robs on Survivor, he was one of the two Robs on Survivor Marquesas. And now here is the woman who has found the general. Here she is. It's Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Hey, Rob. This is going to be fun today. Yes. I think the general's gonna be, gonna have some fun stories for us. I hope so. T Bird, does anybody ever call you Coop? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Should I call you Sometimes. I guess you already have a nickname. You're already T Bird. Well, you know what? Do you know why do you know how I got the name T Bird? Well, actually, I got the name T Bird in college. Yes. But the reason the reason I mentioned that when we were playing Survivor is because the first couple of days, Brandon kept calling me Tina. Well, you know, Tina had just won right. Australia. So what did I want to do? Uh, I wanted to separate myself in their minds so as smart. far from Tina as I could. Yeah. So after he called me Tina about the third or fourth time, I'm like, I said, oh, Brandon, just call me T-Bird. So that's how that happened, if anybody cares to know about that. But so anyway, but yeah. T-Bird Coop, is not a T- name that people in your daily life, everybody calls you Teresa. No, no. Usually they'll call me T, um, T-Bird, T. No, no, mm-hmm. not usually Teresa. Okay. And then not, will it not have normally. to wait for another day when you tell us how you got the nickname T-Bird? Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, oh, I, I got oh. it in, in college. Somebody just... Just called me T Bird and it kind of stuck. I'm not really sure how that how that happened, but I'm glad. I like it. I like okay. it. Okay, I thought that was going to so, be like a big so, story you were going to reveal. No, right now. I've got I got nothing. I've got <laughs> nothing. Hey, so Rob, yes, when you did you see before you went out to play on the Amazon? Had yes. you seen? Had you seen Marquesa? I mean, had you yes. seen? So I saw you, every. I saw everything. Okay, so. Okay, I didn't know what the timing was on Marquesa. I I loved it. On on it playing. Well, did you learn anything from the previous four seasons that helped you with Amazon? Yes. That well, that that was such a big pivotal moment in the Amazon when they had the coconut. Oh, sorry, the Marquesas or the Marquesa, as they like to say, uh, when they had the coconut chop. uh, That 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 was sort of like, oh, okay. If you if you're really obvious about who the alliance is, then everybody could just flip things around. You know what? That's so interesting because the same thing on Africa, we were throwing, we did something like this. And I remember we were going after Lex, you know, of course, I was always going after Lex just because, and Lord knows I love him to pieces. But, and then after, after I was listening to one of the podcasts and reading about this coconut challenge, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. 
that would be a very important thing to know and learn that, like you mm-hmm. said, you learned before you went out there yeah. to deflect, to deflect. So definitely. Okay. I was wondering if you had seen that and, and learned anything. So of all the first four seasons you watched before you went to Amazon, what is the one thing that stood out like, yeah, I don't want to do that, or I might want to do that. Anything or any or any particular player that you thought, hey, I, I'm kind of like that player, or I kind of want to be like that player. Well, other than you, T-Bird, then I, I would say that uh, the person that I that I thought, you know, and it wasn't really so much from like uh, gameplay, but uh, just you know, Boston Rob was like very formative on me just in terms of like the way that he did his confessionals and the way he talked to the camera that I felt like, like, Oh, okay. Like that. That's really uh, great. Really probably the bigger strategic uh, influence that was on me was somebody that was from big brother, which was uh, somebody named Will Kirby, who actually just came back to big brother in uh, to be part of the, the neighbor twist, but that's for another day. I saw that. I just said, so wait a minute. So you, you like Boston Rob. And do you think, the confessionals is probably what helped Boston Rob get cast for um, yes all stars yes the confessionals. So you learn from that yes. So okay, that makes sense. And then I know we'll, we can do this another podcast on this later. But what did a Doctor Will Kirby his what did he do that you thought this is something I need to take with me when I when I go play. Uh, he was just uh, so charming with everybody, and I also love the way that he did the confessionals as well. But this is like a whole different podcast for another for another time. Okay, for another time. My origin story of my reality TV influences. I mean, but Boston Rob didn't even make the, the jury in Survivor Marquez. I know it. Yeah. I know it. So it wasn't like his gameplay was uh, out of this world. It was uh, his confessionals were out of this world. He well, obviously with the they recognize. Yeah. Yeah, they recognized they had a character there, mm-hmm. and they did, and they did. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk to a different Rob here in uh, just a moment when we are going to catch up with the general. But first, T-Bird, let me take a moment and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Noom. Noom is the habit change program that uses psychology to teach you how your mind works so you can understand why you make the decisions you make and feel empowered to make change for good when it comes to all sorts of habits that are involved with your physical fitness. Look, Teeper, not everybody can go on Survivor, okay? You know, if you go on Survivor, it's easy to lose weight when you're on Survivor. But in the real life, there's temptation everywhere, and our mind makes all these decisions uh, for us, and we have to try to grapple with that. Yes. And you know what? I think we're going to talk to uh, the general today. He lost 70 pounds before he went out there. Yeah. So, yeah. The psychology of of weight loss is very important. With Noom, you pick the goals that are right for you, whether it's feeling better in your clothes, having more stamina to keep up with your busy life, uh, being in more tune with your body's needs, practicing more self-care, feeling confident. Noom lets you set specific goals that you want to achieve, like uh, physically to eat better, to feel better, having more energy, or feeling good about your choices, or feeling more confident in a crowd, or being more comfortable in social situations if we ever get back to those, (laughs) T-Bird. That's right. That's Right? right. 
<laughs> comfortable. Yeah, comfortable in social situations, yes. Yeah, it's an easy and convenient app that you uh, get this whole program. You work with a trainer who will talk to you one-on-one, your personalized coach. Uh, I tried it out. Uh, my coach's name was Emily. She sent me a ton of messages. Uh, it's flexible also to work with your schedule. And because it's based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things that you do and empowers you with the tools to break bad habits and replace them with new ones. It's based on a cognitive behavioral approach and uses personalized courses to help you reach those specific goals. Everybody's busy. Noom doesn't demand a lot of your time. They only ask for 10 minutes a day. I mean, you could, uh, that's that, that's like uh, nine times, uh, let's do a podcast, T-Bird. Okay, so 10 minutes a day. Do you talk to Emily for 10 minutes a day? No, no. Quick text messages. Quick. Oh. It's quick. The whole thing takes 10 minutes a day. Get out of bed, lazy. Mm-hmm. Get out. Get on your running shoes. Get outside. No, no. That, that, that's it's it's not all about physical fitness, and it's not an exercise program. T Bird. We're dealing with psychology. Over eighty percent of Noomers are going to finish the program, and sixty percent have stuck with their goals for at least one year. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N o o m dot com slash Rob. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom. Dot com slash Rob to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Rob. All right. We got the general on the line. Let's go ahead and patch him in. T-Bird, take it away. All right. The fourth installment of Survivor premiering February 2002 filmed in the Marquesa Islands after the original location in Jordan was changed due to September 11th attacks and the political unrest in the Middle East. This was the first season where the players got no initial food, water, or matches, and according to Propes, the environment was the most brutally unpleasant due to the biting no-no flies, and a season where we see race and religion really come into play. But with a cast with memorable nicknames like Sweet Pea, MacGyver, Cleopatra, Boston Rob, the Skipper, Johnny Pots and Pans, Mama, Watermelon Queen, Happy, and the General, only to name a few. Any and all true diehard Survivor fans, unless living under a rock, and probably a purple rock at that, knows exactly the players and the season I am referring to. And then fast forward to Row 2 for Alliance, the Love Tribe that won six challenges in a row, and as our guest said, referring to the first two weeks, quote, we actually didn't have to play. All we had to do was live in our little society we had created, end quote, until his luxury item, his voodoo doll, lost its magic, and then we see the power shift where the road to four were quickly taken out one by one. Before the game started, our guest today from Flushing, New York, at 38 years old, a limo operator, lost an impressive 70 pounds and after 33 days in the game, lost an additional 30 pounds. But he left the game, quote, with his pride, dignity, integrity, and my backpack, and my backpack is the only thing that is tattered, end quote. The last remaining member of the Row 2-4, he did not give up hope. Nope. 
You have to go right to the end thinking you're going to win it all, and otherwise you won't win, he has said. Making his very first appearance on RHAP, I want to welcome the only male to win the individual immunity challenge during his season, and I am hoping he will answer the important question for us today, do real men wear pink? I introduce to you the kind-hearted, fun, giant teddy bear, as described by one of his castmates, Robert DeCanio, the general. Wow. That was like the most awesome, awesome, awesome introduction I've ever heard. Wow. General, how are you? (laughs) Good, man, good. And you're going to get every good answer, of course, I have bourbon. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. You'll get get anything you want. Okay. Uh, Rob, uh, where are you set up these days? Um, presently, I'm living in the Bronx, believe it or not. Oh. I am right on the Bronx Riviera, uh, across the street from my house, maybe 30 feet away, private beach, uh, Long Island Sound, right at the base of the Throgs Neck Bridge. Wow. Okay. Yeah, really, really nice. cool spot. I found a little, 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 little hamlet that nobody knows of, and I'm not going to tell them where it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and, uh, what else is going on for you these days? Uh, well, um, I'm in the Bronx now because uh, long trip around after the show. You know, um, I was out in uh, California where you guys yes. are uh, and uh, living out there for a while. And with Lex and Hunter and uh, we were trying to do something with traveling mm-hmm. um, and ended up doing uh, a lot of adventure travel in South America, Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador, Inca Trail, Amazon Jungle, some really yeah. Uh, some really cool, cool stuff. Um, I wanted to keep that going on. I ended up going to um, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Yes. Uh, low, low country, you know, one of top 10 ecosystem, really good place for tourism and guiding and kind of doing that thing and uh, kind of brought what I learned in adventure travel and tried to reinvent kind of like the two three hour tour mm-hmm. you know uh studied interpretive naturalism while i was there and that's what i did for over a decade was kind of like uh doing uh interpretive naturalism uh kayak tours and boating tours in the estuaries and the tidal creeks yeah uh, down in south carolina and so um a guy came up with uh he was building an adventure course uh uh a canopy tour, a zipline canopy tour on the island. So he hired me to teach his uh, rangers and his guides, uh, you know, history, nature, and wildlife and interpretive naturalism on the island. So sooner or later, he realized that I could run the company. And within a year, I had him uh, like number four on TripAdvisor and yeah. did all that. And the Bronx Zoo. Uh, in 2016 said they wanted to build an adventure course so uh, I came up here to help them get all that started and that's what I do I run the adventure park in the Bronx Zoo the treetop adventure course Wow! Uh, which we have uh, climbing courses like seven climbing courses you know it, it's really cool that you know son of a carpenter so I kind of use my skills that way too I could do maintenance on the courses hanging the trees 50 feet in the air do some funky stuff. Yeah. Well, that's wild. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been busy. 
Yeah. Busy for the last uh, 18, 19 years. Yeah. <laughs> so working at the Bronx uh, Zoo, do you notice any similarities, any similarities between that and uh, being on the island playing the game? Well, yeah, it's an organization. It, you know, even though it's a nonprofit organization, it's an organization, and they kind of really base their infrastructure on like the government. You know, I worked for uh, I, I worked for a federal organization for like eighteen, nineteen years, so I kind of know that structure, and it's almost mirrors it. So then you play the political game of you know different departments, and everybody wants their. You know, everybody has control over their stuff. So mm-hmm. now you got to be, you got to be nice to everybody. And it's not the easiest thing in the world for me <laughs> to be nice to everybody. <laughs> I kind of just give you the truth once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, uh, did you keep up with Survivor over the years? Well, uh, I'm going to be honestly true with you. The Please. last season I watched was... All stars with you and all my yeah. friends. And that was the last time I watched Survivor, and other than football, maybe the last time I watched CBS. Wow! Yeah, oh, I don't wow. even have it on my TV now, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Uh, the way I keep up with certain things is uh, Lex. Lex and I speak once a week at least. You know, sometimes twice a week. You know, we're very oh, wow. good friends. Uh, yes. And he even tells me, he goes, uh, you know, I. Uh, there was a point I didn't even know the show was still on TV. Yes. So, Rob, yeah, it, it wasn't I'm, because I'm of how I, I was I, treated. That you, no, no, you're fine. It wasn't because of how I was treated on the All-Stars that, that made you stop watching the show? Dude, I have a problem when they mistreat any Rob. Yes. All right? <laughs> we Rob, man. Yeah. Homeboys mm-hmm. always look out for the homeboys. Right. Thank and you. you're a homeboy, so yes. how could I not be... How could I not be uh, upset with that? Yes. Well, I had wanted to know if you had uh, seen when Rob Mariano had come back for uh, this most recent season, but I realized that you had not. I found that we had a Zoom get together meeting and that's how I found out. And it was like right after it ended. And that's how I found out he was like, oh, mm-hmm. like fourth or fifth time, I guess. Right. Something like that. Yeah. He went, I uh, think, what, five five times and, and played four times. Yeah. They built a giant statue of him also, Rob. Hey, dude, 20 years. Yeah, I like the retirement system, too. You can do a nice quick 20. Yes. (laughs) You think that boss Rob gets a pension from Survivor? I'm sure he does. That's what he did. He put it in his 20 years, and then he gets a pension. At least Rob got it. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. So, so General, since you played with, with Rob, with Boston Rob, he came back on Island, The Lost Idols, as a like an advisor, so do you think he could have helped your game, given you any advice if you were to play out there again? Could, could Boston Rob give you give you any information that might help your game? Well, I, I'm sure that he could help me, especially because a person that hasn't been watching the game, I, I'm sure there's all these little new nuances and little things that they do that I have no idea about. So yeah, information, yeah, that's key, but. Um, you know, you guys have been out there more than once, so you know how it is. It doesn't matter what you play. Sooner or later, the true you will come out. Mm-hmm. All right? Everything wears on you over time. 
you know, food deprivation, water deprivation, elements, politics, everything. And sooner or later, you know, you wake up, you got a little crossed hair, you know, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the real you will come out. So General, can he help I me? Think- uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the firm believer that anybody can help me. <laughs> All right. And I can use help from everybody. I am a firm believer. I have games in my training programs designed just so my kids learn that you have to ask for help. Rob, who would be a better coach, uh, Boston Rob or Adam Gase? Oh, God. Dude, my goddaughter. Anybody would be a better coach than Adam Gase, man. So Adam, I, I don't want to take us too far off track. So, General, I think what you just said is so true. I think it takes within the first 24 hours because you can go out there thinking you're going to play all these different ways, but you fall back into who you are. I think without basically the first 24 hours. What do you think, Rob? Oh, yeah. It happens real quick. It's, it's going to come out. You know, so uh, there's only so much you can do, but hey, it's platinum mm-hmm. scheming, platinum scheming. Rob, could you tell us about how you got involved with Survivor in the first place? Were you a big fan coming into uh, season four? <laughs> um, before that, I watched the last, I think the last couple of episodes of the first season. The second season had started and my best friend, I was over at his house, was actually in his basement working out, and he said, he goes, you know, you should put in for Survivor. I said, I said, print out the application, film the video, and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. <laughs> that was pretty much it, man. What did you say? They said, we, they were looking at me for season three and then asked me to, if I would wait for season four. I said, yeah. <laughs> sure. General, you could have been out there with, uh, with Lex and me. How about yes, that? Yes, I could have. How cool would that have been? But I think you got Frank instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you Frank's character? Were you Frank's character? I don't know. I don't know. I'm me. I'm nobody else but me. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do for your video? What did you do on your video that you sent in? My video was like maybe 57 seconds long. But in 57 seconds, you knew who I was. I don't even remember. It was so long ago I made it in... 2000 it was 20 years ago i made that video you know so um yeah <laughs> or yeah it's like yeah the beginning of 2001 maybe yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i know i was working out and i had a sleeveless shirt on i was a big kid back then mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> rob your season ends on a 4-3 vote can you just uh talk us through a little bit about how you uh, got to your decision in the finale before the, the final tribal council, they kind of interview the, you know, they yeah. interview those guys and they kind of get a feeling of where you're going. And I said, well, I'm not going to vote for Fizepia if she was sitting next to the devil. Mm-hmm. So I basically told you I was voting for Nalia. Yeah. But I changed at the tribal council because I asked a question. Probes looked at me. He goes, are you satisfied? I said, fuck no. I'm not mm-hmm. satisfied. I said, neither one of them answered my question. So he stopped the filming, stopped production. And he said, you know, he's right. Neither one of you are 
going for it. Neither one of you are trying to grab it. Mm-hmm. He goes, you got to do something. So he asked me and he asked every one of us if we wanted to change our question. I'm the only one who think I, I changed my question because they couldn't answer my first question, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, if I never did that, you would have saw all the other stuff. Yeah. Now, in well, the end, though, uh, uh, you did so vote Vesepia for won four to three. Yeah, you did vote oh, for Vesepia. I changed right there. I, I said to myself, I said, if I'm not going to win, when I was voted out, this is what I said to myself. If I'm not going to win, I'm going to be the one who decides who wins. Mm-hmm. So I told them I was going one way and went the other. Yeah. They tell you the story that they want to tell you, which is fine. That's what we sign up for. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, they tell you if you do this, you do this. We're not going to show. Hey. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I did some things you didn't like. No worries. <laughs> so the question that I thought that you asked that we actually saw was what action hurt them the most. Is that correct? Does that sound right? What you saw was the set, my, my backup question because I had like two. I had like two or three questions like in my head. And um, I asked the first question. And I did not like the answer. And what, and what was said, the question? Well, well, yeah. What was the questions? I, yeah. T- 20 guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really don't remember. It's yeah. been a lot of bourbon and stuff between them and here. And, yes. you know, years and guys, man, life. Yeah. I, I, I really don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, ask, Pro, ask John Feist. Ask the whole production crew. Because when we got on the plane to go home, the whole production crew gave me a standing ovation when I got on the plane. Yeah. I was the last one. They said, you're the one who brought it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, John was on my to... season, too. He was one of the producers out there. I, I, I loved him. Likes. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. Ask Brooks. He was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask uh, Beanstalk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. Uh, that Rob, outside of Survivor, do people call you the general, or is that something that just came up on Survivor? No, I actually, my friends, are, that's a nickname that I've had since I'm like 17. Mm-hmm. There's only like maybe three or four guys that still call me that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, other, other than that. But 17, that was a long time ago, dude. That was like 1980, man. Yeah. Were you even born? I was. I was born. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you look so young. That, well, that, thank you. I appreciate that, Rob. Uh, could you give us the backstory on the general tattoo? Who is uh, the, who the is the general? Himself, my yeah. cousin drew this. My cousin, he's actually a great artist. He draws for tops cards and yeah. lots of stuff like that. Um, man, I used to sell hot shit out of the back of my car, man. <laughs> like stuff that was stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I had a Dodge Charger and it was the same time that, you know, um, Deuce of Hazard was on. Yeah. And they used to call me the general. Yeah. And and the drawing, is that supposed to be you? I don't know. My cousin never told me. Yeah. He just drew it. He said, here. And hey, it's a character. Out. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, Rob, make a lot of decisions in life. Not all of them are the greatest ones. Yeah. You know? Rob, can and you, this one I like. <laughs> can you tell us uh, a little in your in your younger days, very, very long time ago, so that you, so uh, what, what were you selling? TVs, uh, Game cassettes, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. You know, Atari, I think, was big back then. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so you had like hot Atari. Yeah, uh, some 
TVs, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know. How about that, T-Bird? Well, I was just going to say, in the words of... I knew some unsavory people in my <laughs> Yeah, this is a great story. I want to... You know, uh, yeah. it, it just so happened that I knew some, you know, guys that grew up on the other side of the tracks. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, in the words of Nalia, oh, my heck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think I opened her eyes to a couple of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, Rob, what kind of expectations uh, did you have when you finally then uh, were going to go out to go and uh, play on Survivor? Do you feel like you that you were prepared for uh, what it was going to be like? You, you know, Rob, I like I said, I I didn't really watch too much. Um, so game wise, I was probably I, I definitely wasn't prepared as much as I should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspects, survival wise, stuff like that, I was up on. Yeah, uh, all, all the other stuff I was up on. I didn't really watch TV, watch the game as much. You know, I didn't. I wasn't aware of what was going on, politics, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, younger days, not as smart. You figure you just you know bullheaded. You figure you just run through a wall, you know, I got a wall and it's going to run through it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work every time. Yeah. So general was your reason for going just maybe for the adventure. And did you think, did you want to win? Did you think you could win or were you just going out for the adventure? T the reason for going out was I was right in the, the midst of kind of life change, you know, I had just, like I said, worked like 19 years for the federal government. I had just left for a year or two. I was doing the limos, trying to kind of get my feel of what I was going to do next. And I didn't know this came along as like, wow, cool. Something new to do. New adventure. That's what it is. You know, it's all about the new adventure for me. The next thing I can do. You know, like I'm like a big kid. I get bored easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I I do something to say. Well, this is all I can accomplish. I can't go any further. Let me just do something else, you know, and move on. Uh, did I answer the question or did I? You did. I don't know. Did, did, this did isn't like a Marquesas final tribal council. That uh, we got this. Okay. Did you think yeah. you could win? Did you think you could did win? I think I could win? No, I know uh-huh. I could win. I didn't. I, I never go into anything but- thinking I could do it. I, I know I can do it. Hmm. I, I walk, I, you know, I, I, I was just like, guys, man, just give me the money now. Day one, I was like, just give me the money now, you know? Um, hey, and, in general, uh, this is I, what I, I think. A, I'm a very confident person, always have been. Mm-hmm. I, I've been on my own since I'm a kid. You know, I've yeah. been on my own since like 16 years old. So uh, I've been kind of scrapping and fighting and learning and trying to do this for a long time you know it's like 40 years uh so yeah you know i i never went into anything even if i was scared i'd go in confident i'm gonna win mm-hmm. I, i'm the guy yeah rob can i ask you about like Adam Gase does. yes yes yeah, he's very confident he's very confident he doesn't have anything to back it up hey, but he's very confident so rob, yes, rob yes. let me ask him this really quickly okay. because so general so your game, the way you played in Marquesa, reminds me of the way Ethan and Lex played, since you and Lex are so close. And you know Lex played right out there. He played right you out know there how in the close front. Lex and I are? Lex is born yes. less than 24 hours before me. 
Wow. That's how close we Lex, are. <laughs> yeah, Lex. Uh, and Lex has said that you're his brother from another mother. He's told uh, me yeah, all kinds of great, calls, yes. <laughs> yes. So, so general, the way Lex played in Africa, he played right up front, right up front as the leader. And Ethan, of course, played behind him. And we see what happened there. Do you feel like you played um, like Ethan? You played behind John Carroll? And that was your strategy out there? I, I, I tried a little bit of both. A little bit of behind John, and there was a little bit of up front. You know, hey, 300 hours of film, you know, 40 minutes on an hour. So 300 hours right. down to 40 minutes. You see what, they, what you see, you know? Rob, uh, right. you talked about how you know you have uh, this uh, background in like uh, l- uh, living outdoors, and that was no problem for you. But I'm interested to know that you know your background is uh, somebody who grew up in New York. How did you know so much about uh, living outdoors and being able to survive in uh, the bush? Just, just reading, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, Going upstate New York all the time. Yeah, you know, I, I I spent my, a lot of my summers up in the Catskills. Yeah, you know, so uh, great, great, great place to be. You know, uh, they call it the Italian Alps. You know, <laughs> that's where we all were. You know, the the place we used to, the place I used to go to, my mother used to go to. Yeah, my grandparents used to go to. They came over on the boat with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Just going out, you know, not a Boy Scout, just being a kid, just being a boy. Mm-hmm. Rob, can you talk a little bit about, uh, we rewatched an episode of uh, Survivor Marquesas over the summer, and we saw you got like a pretty gruesome injury on your foot wearing the sandals. Uh, it happens in the same, like right around the time that uh, John gets stung by the sea urchin, but uh, this was pretty gory in the episode, uh, the, like, uh, like a really gruesome injury to your foot. Was that, did that look worse than it was? No, it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, you know, uh, it was. I would say maybe about a quarter inch wide, quarter inch deep, and about I don't know six, eight inches. Yeah, yeah, long. And you know, uh, there. If we waited for Ado to come out, <laughs> who knows how long that would have been? And he'd be so, like, uh, "All right, yeah, rub some dirt on it. You're fine." No, John goes. I'm a nurse. I said. Well, what are we going to do? He goes, I can cut it off. I said, we'll cut it off. Yeah. So, General, I did talk to John Carroll about this, and that was the story he wanted you to share is how he used a machete somewhere on your body. But wait, I think... Yes, um, it was on my foot. Rob, Thank God. And, and I think Rob Call said you had on sandals, and I'm going to correct him right now. He had on mandals. Mandals. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> They had no lateral control, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, but can you speak to the conditions in Marquesas? Because I've th- heard over the years that uh, a lot of survivors say that that was the uh, worst conditions. And may- maybe uh, you and T-Bird could go uh, back and forth here of uh, who had it worse, uh, uh, Africa or Marquesas? I, you know, you know I, heard, I heard a lot of the stuff from Lex. Mm-hmm. So I understand the problems and... The biggest problem that I I got from Lex, speaking with Lex, was the water. Yeah. You know, uh, a bad water source. You know, and that's really horrible. Um, Marquesas, I mean, it was just brutal. Uh, It was no food. We were eating taro Mm -hmm. and 
if you didn't clean the taro really, really super, super, super well, it has a little bit of arsenic in the skin, so it would taste like you were eating razor blades and fiberglass. Oh, no. Your whole mouth would be oh, my all, God. All, all destroyed. <laughs> uh, we had to go find some sort of protein every day. We had to hunt for it. But the bugs were horrible. It, it was the the nociums, the nonos. Yeah. Um, they left staph-infected welts about the size of a nickel on you, and they would land 50, 100 at a time in one spot. So you would look at they, – they gave you this oil. So the oil that they gave you wasn't a repellent, but what happened was if you put it on thick enough, the no-nos would land on you and drown. And oh, dump. my God. So you would be covered in oil – dead bugs and pretty much anything else on the island that was blown around that could stick to oil, <laughs> which is everything. And you would notice that every time you'd go in the water, you weren't reapplying to your legs. Yeah. So from, you know, the short line down my legs, I had staph infected welts. I had parasites. I mm-hmm. came back with all sorts of damn darn things. You know, I, I still have scars. Yeah. Uh, from from the bug bites, twenty years later, hey, it was it was rough, you know, it was rough. And <laughs> what are you going to do? That's what we signed up for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you People think, T-Bird? You know, we signed up for Survivor, not you know. Would you rather hotel. go to the Marquesa? Uh, you know what? Well, you know, I live on a farm down here, Rob. In general, I live on a farm, so the uh, ticks and the, of course the chiggers, the chiggers are the worst. So I'm kind of used to that. Not having a water source because we had to walk to it and bring it back, as General knows from Lex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, we had to walk to us, uh, too. Us was like three quarters of a mile away. But, and you know, but the, the other thing, too, General, is because we could never get away from each other as far as, you know, how you can go out into the water because they had us confined. That right, affected right, no, us I more, it, I, I think, than, than the water and the no-nos. But, yeah, you guys had it, had it definitely had it rough out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And look, I remember Sarah, Sarah Jones, uh, Cleopatra, you know, seems like she was really a mess with the no-nos. I guess you, you all were. Yeah, she's a lot sweeter than me. So sure <laughs> Is that what it was? That's what it came down to? <laughs> hey, General, she, General, she's the one in the opening that said that you were, um, what did she say when I opened it up? That you were um, kind-hearted, fun, and a giant teddy bear. That's how so she that described like you. Me. No, it wasn't. It was Sarah. No, it was Sarah. Okay. <laughs> yes. See, I never played with Sarah. We, she was never on my team, and she was gone before merger. So, well, she still she, she still speaks highly of you. So, well, so yeah. I know you're. Saying, are you saying I, she's I misinformed? Show Robin and the show Rob. Okay. <laughs> she wouldn't have liked you as much if she played with you, is what you're saying. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> nah, somehow I doubt that. Somehow I doubt that. All right, so um, I want to ask you when the row two four kind of lost, the, the power shifted. Um, do you think the coconut challenge, and I remember we had something similar to this in, in Africa, General, but the coconut challenge where y'all started with your pecking order. Do you think that was the first time everybody started realizing what the pecking order was and they needed to, to change things up? 
more than likely that was that was that was it, that was it right there. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I mean, Sean was smart. Sean, Sean was Sean was a smart one. Sean was the one going behind the scenes, and he was planting the seeds of discontent. Sean was a smart one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anybody else. You know, everybody will say this one that it was Sean. Sean was the one. He was the smart one. He was the one who broke through and had John voted out. Okay. He was the one who figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so. did you think about because Kathy kind of seemed she was a she was a wild card in a wild card position. Did you ever try to to get with her when you saw what was happening and how they were coming after y'all? We talked, but you know she she wasn't going to break what she had with Pascal and Aaliyah. You know she she was going to be true to Pascal. Mm-hmm. But but general. So I thought she had approached. Now she did. duo. No, we, we, I don't think we discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's a long time ago. Well, like I said, a lot of burn, but I don't. Remember <laughs> Rob, can you talk a little bit about uh, the group that you were with, the Rotu tribe, uh, that affectionately known as the affectionate group, the Love Tribe? Yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, we got together, and you know, you, you, T Bird teed it off with the you know the post nine eleven stuff. It was really right then and there. So there was a lot of that sentiment amongst everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Unity being close, you know, um, and it was the first night we were together. The first night we were together, we didn't have our shelter yet. We didn't have anything, and we just talked all night. And that's when I started giving out the names. That's when I called them Johnny Pots and Pans, and I, I started giving out names to everybody. And what other and, names and, did you give out? Um, Pappy wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweet Pea, I, I did Sweet Pea, Johnny Pots and Pans. And that was about it. Just those two. Mm-hmm. Just those two. And, uh, and it, it, we just had a great night together. And then we won. Mm-hmm. And then we won. And then we won. And then we won. <laughs> you know, it, we just kept on winning. So there was no pressure on us whatsoever to even squabble, to even talk about. To tell you the truth, there, there was like very limited talk amongst us about really the game. It was just about like, okay, we got to get firewood. We got to get this. We got to get food. You know, we were just kind of like being a little society, a little group. Gabriel was so into it. Mm-hmm. The society. I mean, this, I mean, he, he was, you know, right off the commune in, in, in North Carolina, you know, and uh, this was perfect for him. And he, he, he was glowing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and, you know, Pascal just took that little father role to him and uh, Nalia right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us just like, oh, man, this is easy. We're just cruising. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it was. We were cruising. We put our feet up and we got lazy and we got lax. You know, they they threw the uh, the switch in and, and threw the switch in. I was like, yeah, that sucks. You know, a mm-hmm. <laughs> curveball. You got that, all those fastballs. You got that curveball. <laughs> yeah. The love tribe loved each other, but what happened toward the end there 
um, like with Tammy, Tammy and Zoe, because didn't Tammy in her confessional when she voted against Zoe said, I'm voting for you because I don't like you. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> I have no idea what happened there. It's a game. Gee, come on. You know uh, what happened there? You know, hey, 30 days. <laughs> 30 days being together. Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you keep up with Zoe at all? I feel like that she's somebody who's uh, really off the grid. Yeah, she is. Um, kind of like once a year. You'll mm-hmm. see her pop up on Facebook, like respond to something like, hey, that's great. And like, oh, <laughs> shit, she's still alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> and whereas Tammy, on the other hand, uh, has a, a huge profile. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's hard to keep track of her. But she, uh, I think uh, recently she kind of uh, settled down. She's uh, living in California mm-hmm. full time now, not doing, uh, she's not reporting. She's not doing the reporter stuff now. Yeah. Uh, she wanted a little bit more of a grounded, a rooted uh, kind of existence. So there were, for a while there, out. for like a, a year or two, I feel like that every time I turned on the TV, like they're like, let's let's throw it out to Tammy Leitner. Yeah, she was everywhere. She was she was all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of those ones that was texting right there like, ooh, just saw you. Ooh, just saw you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was everywhere. It was very impressive. Yeah, I was a fan. Uh, I admit it. Yeah. I The best thing I ever happened with her is she called me up when I was living out in L.A. She called me up one night and she goes, I just interviewed Mark Furman and I'm at the bar with him having drinks. Mm-hmm. I said, where is it? I'll be right there. Yeah. Dude, I spent like three hours drinking with them and I got to talk to him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. She got me face to face with Mark Vermin and a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys uh, cr- uh, crack that case open? Uh, I had to ask a couple of questions. Yeah. I waited. I was about maybe four or five drinks in until I took. Okay, look, I just got to talk to you. About a couple of mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> does Does he not want to talk about anything, or is that all he wants to talk about? I think he's just like hiding out in Idaho nowadays, yeah. right? <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, General, when you had um, the loved ones visit with Diana coming out, your sister Diana coming out there, did that pull y'all closer together? I believe she was your she's your oldest sister. Yeah, she's actually living with me right now, and she's in the other room. Uh, she just she's retired. She just sold her house, and she's building a home in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So she's here during the interim. So she almost won. Yeah, it she almost won that challenge. Uh, yes. Yeah, the loved ones competed in the challenge. Yeah, that was pretty good. That that, that was good. Uh, it was down to my sister and Patrick, mm-hmm. um, uh, Kathy's son. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was like a puzzle. And I saw at like one point there was like no way my sister could win. I was like, ah, it was just yeah, <laughs> it wasn't here, man. We weren't here. Um, Rob, can we uh, talk about your luxury item, which I did not remember this from the show, but I'm, I'm reading that uh, your luxury item was a voodoo doll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that something oh. that was important to you or that was something that uh, was just like, I need something? I, yeah, yeah. I was sitting at my desk and I think I was talking to Lynn Spillman 
And she was like, well, you, these are the things you got to do. You, you have to bring a luxury item. And I was like, well, I, so I was like, she's told me to bring like three things. So I was like, all right, I'll bring three things. I had this jet football, which was like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So I brought the jet football. I, I had like a picture, I think a picture uh, of somebody in the family. Yeah. And then I just like, I was like, what the hell am I going to bring? I looked up and there was a, voodoo doll from new orleans when i visit my ex-girlfriend yes and yes. it was hanging on the wall i was like hey, let's, let's grab this and that's what they picked yeah they picked it and did you guys ever do anything with it uh, that, uh when you were out there was that the, the secret to the rotu tribe success yeah, so i think there was one time like real early i broke it out and i stuck the pins in and i did something mm-hmm. uh, it was real early like a couple a day or two in and tell you the truth. I, I just went out of my mind. I never thought about it again, but it came to me later on that the thing was missing for the longest time. Yeah. And it was gone. I, I don't remember seeing it. And then it popped up late, late in the game. It popped up and it was like, buy my stuff. And I found out later on, Nalia told me that they took it because it was creeping them out. Who did production? No, Nalia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What'd she do with it? She put it in her bag? I don't know. They hit it on me. They took it. I, you know, them, there was a lot of, you know, God-fearing Bible thumping going on, man. And then, you know. Yeah. That's, hey, wow. That's, if that's what you want to do, that's all well and fine. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my head, my general. Show. General Omahek, so guess what? It looks like her taking your voodoo doll might have cost her the game. Could that have happened? I mean, she she lost she lost what four to three, and she had taken your voodoo doll. I'm thinking that could be really bad karma. Wow, see that? That's awesome. She took my voodoo doll, and she lost four three, and I changed my vote from her. Hmm. Yeah, don't mess with that. Oh my god! Omahek! Omahek! We'll be right back with more with The General after this quick break to thank one of our sponsors. Those are our friends over at Lightstream. And if you're looking for a great way to save some money, why not start by paying less interest on your credit card balances with Lightstream. You could refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's an easy way to save hundreds to thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. Lightstream offers fixed rate credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. It's a lower than the average credit card rate of over 19 APR. Lightstream rewards consumers who have good credit with a great interest rate and no fees. Get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and you can even get your money as soon as the day that you apply. Listen to this testimonial from a Lightstream customer. Heard about Lightstream while I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It prompted me to do some more research after shopping around for a personal loan that would help me get a lower interest rate. There was no one that was easier to work with. Plus, Lightstream had the best rate by far. Better yet, no fees. And I had my cash within two business days. All in all, an amazing experience. Highly recommend. Our listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash R-H-A-P. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash R-H-A-P. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a point. 
0.50% auto pay discount terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash RHAP for more information. Now let's get back to T-Bird and the general. Bob, can you talk a little bit about uh, the waterfall that was at the Road 2 camp? Well, that that's where our, that was our water source. Mm-hmm. The waterfall was our water source. It was like, I don't know, half, maybe three quarters of a mile away. That thing was awesome. Um, the, the water, crystal clear. Uh, and actually, in the pool, if you took your time, you could catch shrimp in that pool. Whoa. Yeah, there was there there were freshwater shrimp in that pool, and they taught us how to catch them a couple of different ways. And believe it or not, one of them that was lassoing shrimp. And dude, if you've never lassoed a shrimp before, you haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> how do you lasso a shrimp? It's really cool, man. You you like take some coconut, you make little lassos, and you stick them in the water. Mm-hmm. And you take coconut, you chew it, and you spit it into the water, and the shrimp come for the coconut and mm-hmm. when they stick their head through the lasso you just pull them out yeah wow <laughs> uh, the, and you got to be very patient to lasso a shrimp yeah you know you, you, you'll be there for a while you're not going to catch five pounds of shrimp you know it's not like throwing the cast net mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not getting a lot all at once right uh speaking of seafood let me ask you about the challenge that you guys had to do. I believe it was in uh, the third round of the game uh, where you had to battle, or maybe it was the second, uh, second immunity challenge for Farfaru. Farfaru, yeah. Yeah. The most foul, the most foul <laughs> thing you've ever, ever, ever experienced, man. And ask any producer, they're going to tell you how bad it was. So... First of all, is that I mean, a real was, thing? Is anybody actually... Uh, yeah, no, this is a delicacy down there. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they take fish parts, crab parts, and seawater, and they and seaweed, and they put them in urns, and they bury them under the ground and let it rot. Yeah. Then they get, Go like, on. really nice, beautiful tuna <laughs> or nice, beautiful fish. They cut these nice fillets, put it in a dish, and they pour this rotted marinade over it. Yeah. yeah. You have no, ceviche. So- General, you have yeah. ceviche. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I okay. love that. Um, so this one, you know, um, I heard the story about this from, one, from John Feist, and he told me that, like, you know, we ate it, and it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. And one of the cameramen just stuck his head out from behind the camera and said, why don't you make them bob for it? And they poured extra on, and that's what they made us do. So I was the only one who had facial hair at that time because oh, it was only boy. like the second challenge in. And I went to the game with a goatee. So I had that stank <laughs> in there all day long, man. <laughs> That was the worst. The worst. Mm. <laughs> yes, 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 ah. yes. It, it, uh, they, what, and to make it even worse, the walk up, yeah. they had piles of manure on fire. <laughs> why? I have no idea to make it to smell worse. I don't know why. Yeah. But they had little piles of manure on fire. Hmm. 
the, I what I remember there, there from must that must have been an evil cameraman yeah, somewhere. That there were flies everywhere. Uh, with that, are they trying to attract the flies? Is that uh, is well, that, that part of it? Mar- yeah, the rotted marinade didn't help. Yeah, and the manure was just bringing them in. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it was a it was a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm. So they told me that, so- they gonna, that they were going to pick me, but they ended up picking Aaliyah. You know, they picked me. Boston Rob might have won that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible, man. That was horrible. You really struggled with gay. it. I, yeah. was, I had barely got it down. I was gay. Mm-hmm. The one who got it down the best, Hunter. Hunter just right up. Yeah. No gag reflex, nothing. Right down. Yeah. I mean, Boston Rob uh, really str- struggled with it. That he could, he, uh, of anybody, he couldn't keep it down. It was horrible. It was really horrible. Rob, take it from another Rob and the other Rob. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> T-Bird, could you do that? Well, I mean, we drank cow's blood, but I mean, that's, it sounds much worse what they did in Marquesa, for definite sure. But I think whatever you're doing, you know, all these different food challenges, you kind of have to block, you have to block it out. But when you see somebody do that gag reflex next to you, that's when I think messes up everybody. You just kind of have to just do it. Mm. So, Oh, you know, so general, I know you like to cook. You're a you're big chef. Do mm-hmm. you cook any with any kind of fish or anything now? I, I know you like to cook Italian food. So I'm told by your uh, brother from another mother. I just the other day. Whoa. I'll give you the recipe. Did you lasso them? <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Mm. So, hey, General, so tell me what you like to cook. What's your favorite dish to cook up? Uh, you know, Sunday dinner. Rob, okay, you okay. should know what Sunday dinner consists of. You make of. sauce? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the whole, the whole works, fresh whole sausage, meatballs, everything. Everybody gets accounted for. You know, uh, I, I, it's nice. I have a nice community garden. We grow some nice stuff here. I'm able to yeah. do some things and it's uh, I have some fun I cook it with my sister being here it has been nice that I cook every night and um kind of cook the old way like the family did so mm-hmm. uh it's it's been a nice three four months of reminiscing and then you don't get too much uh agita after a big dinner than when you watch the Jets on Sunday Dude, you just get agita watching the Jets. <laughs> Come on. You don't have to be eating anything. <laughs> I try to eat light. Oh, man, I miss you, Rob. It's yeah. been a long time. The last time I saw you, I think, what, what, were we on the mound at... Yeah, listen to, listen to this, uh, T-Bird. That, yeah, the General and I, we went to Fenway Park one time, and Boston Rob uh, threw out the the first pitch at a Red Sox game, which I didn't believe that that was going to happen. That he said it was actually Roger Clemens' last yes. game at Fenway as a Yankee. As a, uh, but then I don't know. Did he? But then he came out of retirement. I don't know if it, if it ended up being his la- his last game. Well, his last game as a Yankee in Fenway. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Did he? But did he come? Did, I feel like that he might have. Did he come out back one more time? Yeah, he, he came back with Houston. Yeah. Houston Astros, um, but any yeah, at the time that's what the what was billed as, and and we went. Yeah, you to, had a Met jersey on, yes, and I got booed. I had a Yankee jersey I on. Got, we, we got booed by the Red Sox crowd, and but, but Boston Rob was like, 
Hey, we're going to Fenway, and I'm going to throw out the first pitch. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, like, okay, sure, we're going. But, uh, like, maybe they'll just say, like, and welcome, some survivors. Or, like, uh, like eh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't My believe biggest it. memory from that day is we were on the monster. You and Rob were in front of me, and a guy comes up to me and goes, hey, man, all's good. I get the Yankee Red Sox up. He goes, well, this guy's got a lot of nerve with that Met jersey on. Yes, well, they had the Red Sox uh, hadn't won the World Series yet. It was only 2003. They were, yeah, they, they were still a year were away more from... more for the Met jersey than I was getting for the Yankee jersey. Yeah, they were still upset about 86. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got booed at Fenway Park. And that was a great day. That was a great we day, We walked man. all around that stadium. That was awesome. That was an awesome day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was, was. I'll say yeah, I have a was, picture of of all of us from that day. I'll send it to you. I would love a copy of that. Yeah, I don't have anything. From, I I had a fire here a couple of years ago, and I I lost a lot of stuff. And I would love to get something like that. Yeah, uh, no problem. I'd like to see that picture too, Rob. Send yeah. it to me too, Rob. Okay. Hey, so general, I'm I might be I'm a little bit afraid to ask this, but when you were a castle survivor at the time, you were a limo driver, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm afraid to ask this, but I'm really not because I know it's going to be good. Give me, tell us your best limo story. Don't hold back. Ah. Well, I did do, I had Aerosmith in the car the night that they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, So on that one night alone, I hung out with Aerosmith. Um... Brian May, the guitarist from Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Grohl. Yeah. Uh, and Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock was awesome, dude. I drove him like 10 blocks and gave me a $150 tip. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock was good. Uh, but uh, every good story will be. Yeah, one night my my buddy calls me. He goes, "I got three jobs." He goes, "It was a foot. It was a, a quarterback on from, I think the Redskins at the time." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "He's going out to dinner." He goes, "Michael Jackson is in town." He goes, "Or I got a bachelorette party." I said, "I'll take the bachelorette party." <laughs> and every time it was the best. Every time you you couldn't go wrong with the bachelorette party. Especially you didn't want to pick up Heath lift. Schuler. No, it was um, began with a K. Big guy. He's sure. No, no, no. Oh no, no, no! The bachelor party was so much better. Yeah. The bachelorette party was so much better, man. Those girls were <laughs> insane. And then you gotta, you know, you're dropping them off at five o'clock in the morning, and you know everything that's just gone on for the last mm, twelve hours. And then you're picking them up in a couple of hours, bringing them to the church. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> oh wow. my heck! Yeah, <laughs> T-Bird, I feel like this is your new favorite expression. <laughs> well, it, it's fit. it fits. Yeah. It fits. It fits. So, now, okay, general. on in the limo is like Vegas. You know, yeah. happens in the limo, stays in the limo. Mm-hmm. They would stack <laughs> the bachelorette party right before the wedding? Yeah, sometimes the day before. Wow. Oh, dude. That, that, they know how to a, party. That's a, that's a rough ride, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rough ride, brother. <laughs> 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 I knew 
we'd have some good stories there. Yeah. So, General, I, General, I, I so when you the kids, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, we appreciate that. Before you went out to Survivor, you lost seventy pounds. Now, did you do that by eating the far? Did you eat farfaru before you left, or how did you drop those? How did you drop those seventy pounds? And how soon before you played the game did you lose that weight? Um, yeah, it was like over a year. I, I lost that weight, and then I lost like another thirty something pounds on Survivor. You know, so um, but it was just going to the gym, running. You know, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing crazy, nothing that nobody else does. You know, and for no other reason than to just get in better shape. You know, I was big and bulky, and I wanted to trim down. You know, just wanted to go from the endomorph to the mesomorph. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's no magical, there's nothing magical about it. No magical solution. No, no, nothing, no mojo, no. Well, I hope I got some mojo left, but yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no magic, baby. You guys got to tell me your magic, how Rob still looks like he's 25 and you look like you're still like 25. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. That's a yeah, double guys, I got the bell. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I write you a bell. Nice. Who else from uh, Marquesas do you keep in touch with, Rob? Uh, tell you the truth, uh, primary, uh, primarily the the bulk of keeping in touch is you know uh, happy birthday texts, you know yeah. holiday yeah. texts. Um, more so maybe Tammy. Yeah. Um, and Rob. Maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just really, yeah, it's, it's kind of just happy birthday. How you doing? Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's uh, not too much more than that. A little bit, sometimes more with Tammy mm-hmm. and Hunter, you know, Hunter's a homeboy. Yeah. You know, we, 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 uh, we have a lot of trips together. We spend a lot of time together. So well, what is Hunter up to now? Hunter, he was an anchor man living in Austin, Texas. At, mm-hmm. And his wife has got an amazing business and he actually quit everything and works for her now. Yeah. What does she do? It's something in fashion, I believe. Yeah. I don't, please don't quote me because I probably have no idea what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but I, 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 I do believe it's something in fashion and she does really, really well. And Hunter works for her. And of course he's, you know, Pitchman, you know, one of the greatest pitchmen we have out there yes, on History yeah. Channel and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, how did you end up uh bonding with him? I know you mentioned that uh that uh he was out in um the West Coast when you went out when you went out there, but you guys didn't play on the same tribe and he was out before the jury it was just completely from after the show and uh being around him then? Most definitely. Yeah, no, it's completely he was living in uh I think he was in uh, Manhattan Beach at the time, mm-hmm. and I was in Sherman Oaks. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, so uh, you know, someone to hang out with. You know, so we we hung out a lot. You know, whatever. Um, and uh, then we started doing the adventure travel. We did the Inca Trail, uh, Peru, Bolivia, uh, Machu Picchu. We did all that together. Me, him, and Lex. And then me and Lex kept on going. We did the Amazon jungle also in Ecuador. Um, some really cool stuff. We were trying to get something going with adventure travel when it didn't really pan out. That's when I went to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
I know you don't watch any uh, CBS outside of football. Is there anything that you do uh, keep an eye on on television? Uh, Fortune and Fire, man. <laughs> What's it called? Fortune and Fire? Fortune and Fire. Love that. What, love me, that show. what is that? Yeah. I never heard of that. Um, it's, it's actually a reality show of uh, blacksmiths. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, Fortune and Fire on history. A Fortune yeah, yeah. and Fire. Yes. Yeah, Fortune and Fire. Got it. It's, it's knife making. It's blade smithing. Yeah. Stuff like that. I had a I had an uncle that I was very close to, uh, that was big into uh knives. He he had a very big collection of guns and knives and mm-hmm. as one of my best friends and he was my uncle, so you know, I was always interested in stuff like that. And like I said, I come from a background of, you know, my father was a contractor, I worked like twenty years as a carpenter, you know. So yeah. Um, you know, all that uh all that kind of intrigues me. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm constantly doing stuff with wood and driftwood and doing reclamation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I just recently, with, during the pandemic, they closed down my park. So with the history that I have in contracting, I did a whole comprehensive restoration of our 45-year-old monorail platform, pavilion, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's huge. And uh, I spent like three months doing this and uh, came out really nice. Wow. Yeah. Hey, if I couldn't swing a hammer, I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It was good that, you know, years ago I learned how to swing a hammer, mm-hmm. you know, because that kept me working during the pandemic. Yeah. And so, General, Rob just asked you who you stay in touch with on your cast. So I'm kind of interested to know this. So from your cast, um, only Boston Rob, who's played quite a few times, and Kathy have played again. So right. of your whole cast... So of your whole cast, excluding you, I, I don't want to exclude yourself on this. I'm going to ask Rob the same question. Who do you think deserves or would you like to see, other than Kathy and Boston Rob, play that have never had a second chance to play from your cast? Sean's the only one. Sean was the only one that was okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, wait, wait. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T, you hit on some great points. Love Tribe, all those great points. But, you know, it was boring a little bit. You know, why do you think Propes doesn't cast anybody from our show? We weren't that exciting. You know, it was right after, you know, it was right after 9-11. We were all into love and peace and happiness, you know. Right. You know, it wasn't cutthroat survivor game mode. Yeah. So, you know, the only one who was, had the edge and had that, that's Sean. They showed they showed you it with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know, B, I love her to death. She's a very nice woman. I wouldn't put her on again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's personally my 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 opinion. You know? Hey, well, there are a lot enough. of there's a lot of people that share your opinion about Sean going back and, and every a lot of people surprised, including myself. I heard he was supposed that he to be on yours. I heard his bag was packed and mm-hmm. he was almost out the dough. Yeah. Until they called him and said, Yeah, he's uh, not not thrilled about that. And he it's that actually left a bad taste in his mouth. Yeah. You know, uh hurry up and wait doesn't agree <laughs> with a lot of people, you know. Right. Would you ever want to go back and play again now? It's your, what are you now? Are you 57 now, General? Would you want to go back? Oh, you can add two. That's so, that's so, un- <laughs> that sucks. Yes, I am 57 now. 
I've actually really hardly ever had a desire to go back and play. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I, I did it. I had fun. It was a blast. I don't have regrets in life. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I live my life. I go from adventure to adventure. I go from interesting situation to interesting situation. I live in really cool places, but you know, I, yeah, I just move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have regrets. Hey, I messed up. I lost money. I did that. Eh, it happens. Yeah. I'll move on. You know, right way to look at it. Less Boy, than you trying to get me in a game. Huh? 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, of course, you, you'd always like to play again, but, you know, I I could care less if I ever do again or not, mm-hmm. you know? Knowing well, the people that again, I have met, that's probably the best thing that's ever come out of this game is the people that I have met because I have played the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I have met some of the most interesting people that have helped kind of, you know, not mold my life, but kind of change my life and uh, send me in a different direction at times, you know? So I I have nothing but good things to say because what happened, hey, I met interesting, cool people. I got to do some really cool stuff, you know? And I'm doing still cool stuff probably because I went that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you said, and I know you said, you know, you you and Lex are really close, and I can't think of a nicer, most, I love Lex so much. And again, hey, Rob, whenever I'm looking at researching, you know, our people for our podcast, it seems like all roads lead to Lex. Yeah. Because when I started, when I started. He's like the mayor. This is what, and this is what Lex said, Rob. He talks to the general every Sunday and they compare notes on their big Italian meals. And he actually yeah. mentioned the Sunday, yeah, the Sunday gravy yeah, you were no, talking me, about. Me, me and Lex have a, like a cook-off going. We're constantly going back, sending pictures, you know, this way, that way. You know, what, what we're growing, what we're, what we're cooking, what we made. We, we have a lot of fun with it. You know, he loves to cook. I love to cook. We Do both- you coordinate what you're both making? Well, Sunday's pretty much a, a given. Yeah. Sunday's a given. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, although I'm half Italian, half Sicilian, so I'm still going to claim superiority mm-hmm. <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, Lex, um, thanks to his job has had a lot of trade shows in New York, you know, in the past. So, uh, in the last couple of years that I've been back here, he usually extends it for a few days, stays with me. We, we do food stuff and we, we just have a blast. You know, it's a, I, I couldn't think of a better person to do it with, uh, you know, I, outside of my dog, it's probably the only one who agrees with me more is my <laughs> dog. <you know? laughs> she never yeah. argues with me, man. She thinks my opinion is the greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so general, the Alex actually gave me three words to describe you. And you just said, other than your dog, the first word he used was loyal, passionate, and lover are the three words he gave Whoa. me to describe you. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty strong. Hit them all three right on the head, man. Bang, bang, bang. You know, uh, with the dog <laughs> I thing, think guys, you did. Just, uh, just break down my last name. My last name actually means of the dogs. Decanio means yeah. of the hounds. How many dogs do you have? Just one. 
Just one. Yeah. Yeah, but she's uh gonna be fourteen next year. Mm-hmm. Come the new year, she'll be fourteen. And I've had her since oh eight. So okay, she's really thirty three pounds of love, man. Good friend. Yeah, man. What kind of the dog only is girl she? that's been able to stick with me this long? <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of dog? What kind of dog do you have, General? What kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's pretty much Carolina dog. You know, let me see. You going to pull up her records? Yeah. What can you can you just describe? Uh, <laughs> describe her, General. <laughs> little little brown dog. Yeah. There we go. Little brown, go. Dog. Little brown dog. Yeah. So, General. So, General, you've. This is personal. You do not have to answer, but I've noticed See, that you've you mentioned anything you ask me. All right. Okay, good. This is going to be fun. So I noticed you've mentioned the ladies a time or two oh boy. since we've been, t- since we've been talking. Oh, a heck. And, but you've never been married. You're an awesome right. cook per Lex and you love to cook. Why have you never taken the plunge? Uh, I was engaged twice. You know, uh, Hey, T, life happens, you know, wrong time, bad timing, you know, I've been a dick at times, <laughs> figure that, <laughs> but you know, it happens, you know, but, but you I'm never going to say up on- it was never my fault. It was probably at least half of my fault <laughs> at the very least, <laughs> but, but you um, haven't given up. You haven't given up on it. Have you never give? I, I never give up. Uh, and like I told you, no regrets. There was one. There's always one. And it was a girl. That was it. <laughs> if any of our listeners want to uh, reach out to you, Rob, do you want us to put them in contact with you? Hey, guys, if, if there's a way for me to help you guys out, if there's anything that helps you. Uh, I, I meant if there's a, a dating no. prospect that reaches out. Oh, dating prospect. Oh, you're going that way. Uh, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> T-Bird, if, okay. if, if, if any wait. women reach out to you on social media, will you refer them to the general? Absolutely, but let's get a little more information. Right, okay, it's got a screen through Rob, though. Okay. <laughs> all right, so general, general. T-Bird, I love you, but it's got a screen through Rob, all right? All right, it's got a screen through Rob. <laughs> so, Schedule general, you... him, let it go through well, him, and I'll see, I'll trust the Rob. <laughs> okay, so, so you live in the Bronx, so wait a minute, I want to make... What? I want to make this happen because my husband always gets mad at me for trying to, to set people up. Give us an idea. What type of woman do you like? Who? Which? What are you looking for? Likes to have fun. There it is. Okay. Likes to have fun. Chill the fuck out. Likes to have fun. Okay. Drama free, so baby. T- Drama free. Drama free. All right. So everybody has a look, a look. Do you like somebody 5'5", five, 5'10", five, five, blonde hair, brunette? Give us a little physical characteristics because you got to narrow this <laughs> what down. What are you going for because, here, T-Bird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, Where's you're this trying to pigeonhole me. You're trying well, to pigeonhole me. I am not no, no, no. like that. He's, very, he's open-minded, T-Bird. I am okay. a man of the world. Yeah, you're open minded, but you said I have to send everything through Rob. So right. people are going to be people are going to be wanting to know this. They're going to be wanting to hook up with the general. So I need <laughs> I as much so. information. I don't think this I is that m- kind of podcast, T Bird. 
Well, we just turned oh, it into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my heck. So okay, well then we'll just awesome all change. applications. <laughs> Everybody, put you. your applications in. Okay. Okay. No, okay. All right, Tibor. Do you have anything else for the general? Well, I was going to tell him uh, what John C., John Carroll, JC, Johnny Pots and Pans. Um, yes. I talked with him, and he. I asked him to give me some words that to, to describe the general, and he said loyal. He's well. First, he said Italian, mm-hmm. loyal, and then funny AF. And so I wasn't quite sure that I read my text right. So. Twice. Yeah. No, Italian. The first one, no. Italian for, yeah, you did get loyal. For, and oh, Lex said loyal. Me in their will. <laughs> All this loyal stuff. <laughs> All right. And so I want to say this. I just want to say this in closing. Do you ha- Let me look at this because this is really cool. So I know that it was important for you to play with pride, dignity, and integrity. And you left it the way you came in with it. But listen, this is what one of the. Um, one of your castmates said about you, and I think it's a great way to close out this segment. Um, this particular person said, my friend, the general, was one of the kindest and giving people you'll ever meet. He's one of those people that upon meeting him, his stature may throw you off because he's big. He has tattoos. He has this Popeye the Sailor Man look. But when you get to know him, he'll give you the shirt off his back. Plus, our connection is that we're both long-suffering, loyal New York Jets and Knicks fans. LOL. That was from the gentleman from your season that you think should play again and has uh, not played Sean, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sean Rector. I didn't know Sean was a Jets fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually spoke about it on the show, and they kind of gave us a little crap about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, who cares you know uh guys i gotta say that this has been wonderful you know uh lots of times when i do any kind of survivor stuff i'm really a lot of times i'm hesitant about it because it's either not professional or it's you know um i don't know it's just kind of maybe sometimes too personal yeah but you guys i feel so comfortable with you guys so professionally done um I feel so comfortable talking to you because I, you know, you're like, you're like family. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much uh, for even thinking about me and calling me up and contacting me. Um, I appreciate everything, man. Rob, thank you so much. You have to have uh, me and T-Bird over for Sunday dinner now. Well, when are you going to get your ass back over here? To the, <laughs> the, 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 it's the been right a minute. Coast, it's been a minute. <laughs> Yeah, when was the last time you were home? Now, now you sound like my mom. Yeah, that uh, was uh, December. We were home. Oh yeah, okay. You eat here on a Sunday. You may not eat at mom's no more. <laughs> Don't get into a fight with my mom. Hey, man, yeah. I'll throw down. You want to throw down? I'm gonna <laughs> throw down. <laughs> All right. I'll get hey, my Gerald. wife in the cook off with you and Lex. Also, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. You have a baby too, right? Well, I have two. I have two boys. Dominic awesome. and Anthony. Yeah, six and four. Actually, Dominic is going to be seven on Tuesday. 
that's awesome, man. That's really awesome. Congratulations, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If they ever want to come back here when they're 18, they can work for me, man. I'll make them aerial rangers. <laughs> I, tr- I try to get them to watch the Jets game with me, but I'm worried that somebody's going to call Child Protective Dude, Services. Raise these kids on a winning culture. Yeah. <laughs> Give them something else. It's child to watch, abuse please. to make your kids watch a Jet game. That's child abuse is right, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rob, is there anything that you want people to check out? Uh, anything that you're doing or you're not. Uh, you know, I, no, online I, like I said, I'm in the Bronx Zoo, guys. You want to come see me? Come on down. Uh, I run the Bronx Zoo Treetop Adventure Park, but we're um, we got our holiday lights program going, so yeah. that'll start uh, the end of November or sometime in November uh, and run throughout the, the season. It's really cool. Yeah, we uh, do a really a really good program with holiday lights, man. Okay, uh, guys, if, if you come in town for the holidays. Let me know. I'd be more than I would love to just kind of show you around, do some stuff for you, and make your make your uh, visit even better. All right, cool. Tibra, any, anything else for the general? General, thank you so much for doing this. If you think that you really like this uh, talk on this today for this podcast, just imagine how you're going to feel once we set you up. Ladies, Tree, tre- tree Park, Tree Park Adventure Park. That's yeah. where you'll find Thank him. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will you send me a link for this? Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, start- send you one once it's up. Okay. Dude, you're and awesome. I gotta get man. you that picture from Fenway Park. And please, by all means, stay in contact. You got my you got my cell phone number now. Please send me yours. Send me a text or something like that. Stay in contact. I'd love to stay in contact with you. Uh, I think you're doing a great job, man. Awesome. Okay. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you so much. All right. Take Appreciate care. It. Thanks, Rob. Stay well. Bye, Rob. Love you, T. Love you too, baby. Bye. All right, T. There you go. The general. Yes. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Okay. I got a job yeah, I hope to do. He didn't get his hopes too high that you're going to find somebody for him. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I got another job. So, you know, I, I love a challenge. Um, Are you a big matchmaker, T-Bird? Well, I, my husband kind of gets, Glenn kind of gets mad at me. Not really mad at me, but he just says, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I don't really try to do it. But now that I know, because I didn't know that the general was available uh, until I was talking to Lex the other day. Yeah. And, then, and then now that I know he cooks, he's so, I mean, he's so awesome. So I'm thinking... Now that the, the ladies know he's available, <laughs> you know, hey, you never know. I mean, you most could be people inundated. Love, I think we will be. And you know what, Rob? Let's let's face it. Most people in life want companionship. Yeah. Now I know he's I know he's got his dog, but he's an awesome guy. He loves to cook. He's I think he'd be a great a great partner for somebody. So yeah, guess what? T Bird's on it. Okay. All right, T Bird. How about that? Uh, I, if we went to the general's wedding in a year or two, and it's like a crazy oh, story how these two lovebirds got together. Oh my gosh! I wonder if he'd let her have a bachelorette party and, and take a limo. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he heard <laughs> stories. I don't think so either. No, yes. that was great. You know, it's interesting because I know the uh, Marquesa season. I know it wasn't one of Probst's favorite seasons, but I think the cast, and even I know the general said it was a lot, it wasn't, the characters weren't that exciting, but I don't, I find that there are a lot of really interesting, fun characters. It's just maybe the season didn't pick up 
with their personalities like maybe they thought it would because a lot of great characters out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, this. The cast is fine. Uh, it was definitely like an exciting first half of the season, but it was uh, like very much. If you were going to just talk about like uh, how how it went down, where it was that the first half of the merge, that it was very much like a foregone conclusion that four people were running everything, and then a big flip happens, and then it's a foregone conclusion that those four people are going to lose. So, uh, you know, there's some uh, predictable outcomes along the way, but a lot of great characters, and, you know, uh, an exciting endgame. Just at the time, Nalia versus Vesepia was not really celebrated as a season with, you know, uh, with an exciting final showdown. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you know, I hope I hope the general understood what I was asking him when I asked him if he kind of played a game like Ethan, because, you know, I, like I said, I talked to Lex the other day about all this. And I know the general's got a very strong personality, clearly a very strong personality, but we didn't see it as much out there because John, you know, was was looks like he was running the row two four, which is really a smart way to play. The, it, the general played it right, um, and if he had won, if he had won that challenge where he could have taken Kathy on the yacht, I think we would have seen a huge change up because I'm sure that would have bonded them. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's funny the game like Lex and I talked about. You play the game a hundred different times, you come up with different winner every time. Well. well you can't come up with a different winner every time. But let's just say you play the game 20 times with 20 players. You come up with a different winner just probably about every time. Because so many different things and factors. Are I don't know in, if I agree totally game. with that, T-Bird. I feel like that you play the game 100 times, like uh, the same couple of people win a bunch of them. I think that there's a lot of people that they never win if you play 100 times. Okay, okay. That's true. You're right. That's what I think. But do you, you know, I wonder if, if the strong alpha male or female um can win because as i, I when, mean we, we've seen now? that they can well back then <laughs> right now i'm not sure if uh, women <laughs> can win alpha or whatever women can win right now well, it's been a minute now why, T-Bird. Is, now why is that why oh, is that's that? a whole why other podcast that? t-bird okay All but right, it's been well. it's been you know uh over three years since a woman has won survivor but at this point, we'd be happy with anybody winning Survivor because that means that they made it. Hey, forget about that. I'll be happy with them just having Survivor. That's what I'm saying. It. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hope. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I got okay. off task. I got off task there. Yes, you're right. Well, that was great. Talking to the general was, was great. Very fun. It was fun. a great character. Yeah. yeah, it was. All right. Very fun. T-Bird, anything else you want to tell the listeners? Um... No, I mean, I'm just, you know, still send me the suggestions. I'm, I'm still aggravating people and stalking people, trying to get them to come home. You know, it's so funny because exactly what the general said, exactly what the general said is what I've heard from, from a few people that are not in social media. They really just don't want to bring up the survivor or talk about survivor. But it seems like once we, we grab them, that they really have fun. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody hears it, we're going to have fun, you guys, we're not, that I'm reaching out to, that I'm aggravating every every few weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. So we might need to start a petition or something because, all right, so Big Brother's own, of course. Yeah. All right, this is what I'm going to say. Big Brother's own, right? Yeah. Well, I think I saw, did I see the other day that Amazing Race is starting up? Yep. Yeah, in okay. October. Okay, so I'm confused. So Amazing Race is starting up, and I know they filmed that a while back. But Amazing Race, as you know, I try to, I fly, so I fly out of the country when when I can fly out of the country, which is not right now with, with everything going on in the, in the world. You know, Amazing Race is in and out of these countries where Survivor is one island. Yep. There's got to be a way we can work this out. Who do we need to talk to? So wait, what do you say? So they didn't film Amazing Race during COVID. Uh, they this uh, season of the Amazing Race was filmed uh, two years ago. Two years ago, <laughs> yeah, they didn't oh film my it. Now. Gosh. They actually were filming a season of the Amazing Race when COVID first broke, and they had to stop filming it. So they, it's not like the Amazing Race figured out a way to film a season in the midst of the pandemic. Now, okay, so I figured it wasn't. It was filmed quite a few months ago, but. Two, why would they have held it for two years? That's a great question. We don't know the answer to that one, T-Bird. I mean, I'm sure it's going to work out for CBS because there's nothing else on right mm-hmm. now. But I didn't realize it was on two years ago. Yeah. Okay. It's been a minute. Okay, yeah. it's been a minute. Well, I, I, I feel really good that Survivor's going to come back. So let's just... Okay, well, from your lips to Mark Burnett's from, ears, okay? From, well, I was going to say from my lips to, to God's... From my lips to God's ears, but okay. From my lips yeah, to Mark. Yes, close Smith. enough, right? Okay. Okay. T-Bird, well, great work once again. I know you're going to be back out on the trail to find more survivors to talk to. And if they don't want to talk to us, do they want to date the general? That's right. Ladies, Tree Park Adventure, Tree Park Adventure Park in New York. Yeah. Get over there. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so you can reach out to the women. I have two questions for you. One. What are the questions? <laughs> do you want to come on a podcast? <laughs> oh wait, wait. Yes. Are these the questions? Are these the questions we're asking for the general? <laughs> no, no. These are the questions you're asking uh, the survivors. Oh. Okay, what's this? Okay, that's the first question. What's the second question? Just like the general at Final Travel Council, that you have to have two questions ready to go. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to find somebody who's going to know that first question he asked, and I'm going to try mm-hmm. to figure that out. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Okay. All right. So, T Bird, uh, this was great. Looking forward to the next Talking with T Bird adventure. And so, uh, we'll have that back. Um, sure. Uh, you have anybody that you're close with right now? Not, not you right want me now. to tell you? All, no, you want me well, to tell you? You don't have to tell me the name right now. I mean, I, I prefer you tell me the name right now. But uh, well, if you have somebody that's close, we'll say I'll say we'll be back maybe next week. If not, then it'll be a minute. Well, I'm not sure it's going to be next week, but it might be a little minute longer than next week. Okay. All right. So, so I'll work. try to I'll try to come I'll try to come up with somebody that'll surprise you because I know how you love that. Okay. All right. Well, great work once again. Of course, thanks to the listeners and the patrons of Rob's podcast who make all of this podcasting possible. Uh, We will talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you stay.